0: And it's a beautiful
1: day, to have a beautiful day, DMGM, on this beautiful day,
2: yep. good morning NFTs, mm-hmm. we've got the alpha on web 3, and it's all on the road radio. Road radio, it's
1: a beautiful day, to have a beautiful day, DMGM, road radio.
0: Yo, 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 what up, what up, what up, GM, GM, good morning, good morning, we are Friday, September 16th, right? yeah, 2022, look at that, literally another beautiful day to have a beautiful day, the sky is blue again here, look at that, wow, you love to see it, birds are chirping, sun is shining, it's Friday, we have Rock Radio Town Hall later, everything's doing good. Except ETH uh, and our bags and all of that part, but we're trying to avoid that at all costs for the rest of the of the year. We're just gonna try to avoid all of that. And uh, and yeah, we're good. Golden GM. GM, it's Friday. Can you freaking believe it, <laughs> dude? I I actually can. Uh, thank God it's Friday already. Uh, it's been quite a week. Oh my God, I don't know about you, but this one's been this one's been pretty crazy. Uh and uh, we have a big been a crazy
2: week, man. Super crazy. Oh man GM
3: Kenobi, what's up, man? What's G- up, M- GM,
4: I'm just making my morning espresso, tuning into the morning shows in NFT land. I love that. It is quite
0: fun. I've been waking up way earlier now, so and I've been spending some time in, in, in PO and in, in in Nick's show. <laughs> What's it called? I've been yeah, hanging I do
1: called now. They
0: changed it. <laughs> NFT Morning Show. I keep mistaking it as well. I call it Nifty Alpha, Nifty This and That, and I realized it's actually Nifty Morning Show now. So I was like, okay, hold on. let me. I had to double check, too. <laughs> I can't wait. I did not know. So it's fun that, I mean, you'll come on the show next week. We'll get into the details of Metaverse Miami. 3 p.m. is when we're really going to talk about Rugby we'll Town Hall later if you're interested. But um, it's fun that they're going to be speaking on that stage as well. This is really cool. I'm, I'm really happy about that. I, I, I kind of just found out now, but you probably have, would have told me a million times by now. But I you know, it's. Uh, I think it's pretty fun. So can't wait for it's Metaverse really Miami. Hard. But we'll, 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 yeah. we'll make a segment uh-huh. on that next week, and you'll come on. I'll be great. Mando, good morning. GM, man, how are you? Dude, it's so funny. You're the one who told us that you're going to need an extra five minutes to, to come and it's Obi that's not there.
5: Can never trust. Never trust. Never it's
0: insane. Dude, I've messaged. I've tagged him like 50 times in the chat. I have no idea where our co-host is. Like, I, you know, Mando did tell us, like, listen, like I need five minutes, you know, and I'm like, okay, cool. It's no problem. We'll, we'll give you 10 minutes. But <laughs> my Obi, Obi is straight up missing. I, I haven't spoken He's to him there. all day, actually.
5: Um, He, he, he texted me last <laughs> night saying he has to go to Birmingham. Which is Birmingham. Which is like a what thing. Birmingham. And then he. Is this like a married thing? never. Yeah, I think so. He never really explained why he was going there, but that's that's where he's going. So yeah. let's just hope and pray for him um, as he makes
0: his way to Birmingham. So we've lost, we've lost our man, We've lost. I've lost one host to marriage. I'm about to lose my other host to him having a beautiful little baby in a couple of months, uh, which is totally fine. Would never guilt trip that. And then it's just me. What? What the hell? what the hell is that yeah (laughs) i don't know what's gonna happen we're
5: taking you're gonna have to really rely on osf i think for that late late i think i'm gonna call some reinforcements yeah exactly i'm
0: gonna call some reinforcements i think soby makes a hell of a co-host. i gotta say i mean yesterday here he is again sharing everything he knows about ai he already knows everything about every single chain and everything about crypto now sudden, he knows everything about ai <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? yeah that was a reveal
5: right like the fact that he was start- yeah, i worked in ai startup for a few years I was like, Dude, what? i'm like what the <laughs> fuck? are you yeah.
0: doing and he was saying all these things and even like our guest you know pindar even he was it imp- was like wait what like I- he was like i i thought these motherfuckers knew nothing about ai
5: <laughs> yeah, he was just like making that random shout out and pindar was like who <laughs> oh yeah
0: Shout out to von Hoff thing, whatever. I'm like, who the fuck is that von Hoff guy? He's like, yeah, that's the guy that invented the quantum mechanics computing code of the of the software engineering uh, in 1972. Um, he like, I'm like, what the, what? Like, it's like, it's like in the middle, like, yo, shout out to Pythagore, bro. Yeah, that was fire, bro. Like, it was. So, oh my god, it was. Uh, it was. Is it Pythagore in English? Just Pythagore in But Anyways, um, you got the joke. Uh, so I guess we'll be doing the market. Uh, well, as usual. Sorry, guys. Friday, I pinned at the top the titles, NFT micro and daily summary. Why ETH dropped 25% in four days, Mando? Why? Why? You're gonna have to to help us there, uh, and we're gonna have to use the pump gods on a Friday to get us back up there. Open rarity announced uh, to rank projects. So, Mando, I'll let you chat, chit chat, and then we have an amazing guest coming on today in half an hour. Um, a special guest, Ryan, the founder of On Cyber. Uh, You know, I don't think I need to intro on Cyber per se, but we'll talk about it when he comes on. But that's going to be a great conversation around building the metaverse and just what they're up to, because arguably they're one of the most present ones uh, in our community. So it's going to be a really cool show, really fun Friday uh, to wrap up the week with everyone. So without further ado, we'll go to Market Report, but this time. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh,
6: yeah.
2: Can you dig
5: it? Can you dig it? GM, GM. Hold on, hold on. Is, is Golden the actual voiceover for that
0: track?
2: Dude, Golden I actually did recorded it. Yeah. so well. Me, and, me well. and J6, we we were sitting in the back, recorded it one day just for you, Mando. <laughs>
0: can, you, can you give me a can you dig it again, Golden?
2: Can you dig it? Wow. wow. Okay, not
0: only that, I'm looking at gemjams.lol. Just so you know, Mando, before you go, I'm seeing something.
1: In case of an investigation by any federal entity or similar, I do not have any involvement with this group or with the people in it. <laughs> I do not know how I'm here, probably added by a third party. I do not support any members by any actions of this group. Lastly, let's second go. I like that.
5: I like that a lot. I, they still need to do the um, the uh, Clubhouse Days.
0: Yeah, yeah, the Clubhouse Days. Uh, that's going to be the Titanic song. <laughs> All right, tell us what what's up with the market, man. Though? It's
5: bad. It's been bad. Um I don't really know much much more to say around that, but it stocks getting actually hammered again today. Um well, they were getting hammered worse uh, maybe thirty minutes ago, but now they're down about one percent. There was a um FedEx, which is kind of a bellwether company in the US, um, uh, withdrew guidance. Uh I think the CEO said we're heading for a global recession and stocks like completely um Completely uh, over... Well, overreacted. Down
0: completely. 23%. Percent. Yeah. yeah. FedEx is, is the lowest...
5: It's, it's the biggest daily drop in FedEx ever. And this is a company which has been around for, you know, decades. Um, so, big, big move. Um, and a bellwether for for uh, plenty of blue-chip stocks um, in the Dow and in the S&P. So, you've seen a, a broad, broad-based broad sell-off on the back of that. Rates um, kind of hanging out where they were yesterday. One year is now... One year rates is now above four percent, which is pretty big. Um, two years at three point nine percent so big big, big moves there. but um, some of the back end rates um, have come slightly lower overnight. Uh, nothing really mo- much more in terms of other commodities. Um, the dollar strength is returned. I think the the pound hits the lowest hit its lowest level in maybe nearly two decades against the, the dollar overnight the year again a dollar is worth one more than one um well, it was worth one, more than one euro until about 10 minutes ago. But um, yeah, the dollar <laughs> strength is, has, has returned, which is which kind of dollar strength is not good at this stage. People are really freaking out about it. So um, but that has meant that some of the commodities have come down slightly. Gold, for example, gold gold's below 1700 again, um, which is pretty interesting because again, people looked at that as being a massive inflation hedge and it hasn't actually performed that well. Um, if you look at it on a dollar basis. But if you look at it on like a euro basis, obviously it would have done done okay. So um, yeah, dollar strength is hurting some commodities, and then in crypto, ETH continued to be the the worst, um, the worst performer really across the board. I think it touched about 14.20 a few minutes ago. It's now up around 14.50. Bitcoin, Bitcoin hasn't really moved that much. It's below 20k, but it's definitely outperforming ETH. I think um, Bitcoin ETH is down about seven percent. Uh, uh, over the last 24 hours which is quite a big move in in a key ratio that people look at so again, some of the, the, the wind coming out of the sails of Ethereum some some alts are being dragged down with it, um, the layer 2 coins are, obviously they, they are highly dependent on ETH but some others aren't um, and you're generally just seeing ETH and ETH related coins um, being hurt the most in this move
0: Well, well, well as predicted, though. As expected, kind of, right? Things are not, uh, things are not looking uh, great on the, on the market. Where's Eda? I haven't checked this morning because I was generally scared because of Twitter. I'm like, I'm not... Uh, 1450. I'm not, yeah, 1450, <laughs> I'm saying, yeah. Well, Mando... Interestingly,
5: interestingly, it's gone inflationary again. So, as we said, this is going to be a dynamic relationship. Um, the best way to look at this, if you go into ultrasound money um i think it's ultrasound dot money they have a pretty good dashboard which people are using to show the net emissions since um since the merge that was negative at the start because gas prices were high Um, gas prices have since gone lower and as such um, eth has become marginally inflationary right now so at the the moment it's about 0.2 percent a year um, of supply growth is 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 assumed at current levels. If you again start to see more demand on the network, that will go deflationary. But um, this is still a lot lower than it was before. It was it was like four five percent before the merge. So it's it's down a lot, but it, it is returned to be slightly
4: inflationary again. ETH.
5: One wow. US dollar
4: is zero point zero 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 six nine ETH. So that's bullish. <laughs>
0: Dude. Um, talk about uh, that deflationary narrative, huh? Oops, what is that? Hold on. Talk about the deflationary uh, argument, huh? Right before. I see you posting some screenshot, though showing ETH deflationary. I go on that website, and I'm seeing a plus next to the amount of ETH. Uh, oh, no. I've
5: been saying for months <laughs> that ETH could be inflationary <laughs> post-merge. Uh, in fact, I go into a little spat with Ryan John Adams, who runs the uh, the Bankless podcast, because I said it was going to be inflationary, and he said, "Oh no, it's definitely going to be defa- deflationary." It really just depends on demand. Like, it re- like uh, um, Fubar came on here and 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 explained it perfectly. I think. Yeah, he did. At thirty, at thirty quay, I think that's where it starts to become deflationary again. So, but you have to, at current at current com- uh, conditions before pre-merge, it was going to be slightly inflationary. It's just that the first few blocks or the first um, the first day, it looked like it was going to be deflationary, given the high gas, which is going to be happening uh, immediately post the merge.
0: Yeah, I see. That's that's that's. We talked about that the other day with Fubar. Definitely, if you're if you're still curious about the merge, uh, I think it's three days back, two days back. You can go on Spotify, Apple Music, and, and just listen to the GMNFT show there and and look at the Fubar uh, part. Just quick quick follow up, quick check up. Is OV okay? I mean,
5: <laughs> I think we've lost him to Birmingham.
0: I, he just took off to Birmingham. Not nothing. There's no show every morning.
5: He just took but off. Birmingham so is where the Peaky Blinders is set. And that's made its way across the Atlantic. But Ooh. some people know where Birmingham is in the UK.
0: Yeah, I love how Birmingham now you tell poor people well it is to people based on the Peaky Blinders show. I love that. That's how we know Birmingham. And uh <laughs> I love to see it. and on the NFT side. Oh this one's gonna annoy me, Mando. Go ahead. And then we're gonna hear from Josh as well. <laughs>
5: Yeah, yeah nfts has just been dominated by Rengar again so rengar has gone up to i think the floor is 1.5 now like it's, i think it's, it's moving six or seven now. Oh wow 1.7 now um, well, no
0: way don't say that to me
5: yeah 1.7 locksley so it's just i'm dead moving. dude i'm absolutely dead
0: i'm retiring <laughs> fuck this shit can we end the show
5: the black boxes are up to three
0: um, no they're not
5: yeah Big,
0: like ten minutes ago.
5: Yeah, big move in those, and then even the Art of Seasons, which of course is one hours' is um, first drop is at north. Yeah, West it's 5. from Dirty Robot Works. Yeah,
0: it's it's uh, D- it's him as well. Yeah.
5: Dirty Robot. Sorry. Um, so yeah, a big a big move, um, in all, in all of those collections. That's been the majority of the volume. It's I I actually thought it might top out, but this is this is um, this just keeps going. It feels like, uh, and everything else. Is, is fairly dull. There was a, I think, a, a VR punk which traded at 65, which looks like I it was stolen that. by punks OTC.
0: Literally free. But,
5: um, other than that, volumes across most of the things seem relatively low, but floors are unchanged.
0: That's just crazy. That's yeah, there's not much going on besides Ranga. I think three of the four top projects this morning are Ranga related and Dirty Robot. Josh. Josh, 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 you've been telling us about this Ranga stuff for a minute. What's up, man?
3: Yeah, so I figured, uh, look, everyone knows I've got bags there, so I'm biased. So take it for what it's worth, do your own research, not financial advice. But the reason I went heavy on Ranga was I was looking at it from a very objective standpoint. And when I looked at the project initially, I went pretty hard, right around 0.3 ETH on the project. And the reason I went so hard on it it was very simply that it's a different type of NFT that's a higher effort. So there's like 11 different archetypes, and there's also one of ones And what that means is basically very simply, like Board Ape Yacht Club functionally has about eight different characters, maybe 10, You know, but it's really like the same character wearing a different hat. So it's a little bit harder to have a personal identification with it that is really clearly your own when you have someone else that has almost the identical ape that is also very similar, but there are different facial expression or a different hat. So this was the first thing that I looked at, and Rango probably has about fifty plus different uh, characters that you have, where you have eleven archetypes, but it's pretty easy to get like five different, very distinct characters from within that. But the bigger thing that made me bullish on Rango was taking a look at the demographics, and this is not meant to, you know, I'm a white dude, so this is not meant to be. Anything other than just looking at, like, world geography and where the interests lie. And what I say could be inaccurate. So if I say anything that's not perfect, this is only looking at it from why I thought about an investment. This isn't looking at my, like, geographical uh, Uh – Uh-oh, that's a lot of disclaimers. (laughs) Right, right. Okay, so uh, 40% Uh of the world population is Asian, and there's an enormous uh, pool – For a certain style of art. So as Americans, you typically like almost photorealistic, which kind of it looks like it's a cartoon, but it looks like a real person. In a lot of the demographics, when you look at what could be the biggest in the world, you almost have to think the biggest in the world would be something that would be related to like manga or anime because it appeals to american demographics but it also appears to the a- appeals to the asian markets as well and so when you look at that there have been two swings and misses it, that like connected for a little bit and then didn't it, that attempted this so you had mechaverse which hit like an 80th floor but then the artwork didn't substantiate that price point but demand was there and people were really hopeful and then after that you had azuki which hit really well the art it's beautiful. It's a great project, but then you had controversy with the founder that had the pullback. So my natural inclination was this artwork. And I spoke with like a lot of people that I'm close with that, you know, some are living in Japan, some are living in Hong Kong. I talked to a lot of them and not my friends are representative of anything more than that, but they liked it and they said it felt authentic. And to me, I thought there's a large market that wants to have a really good it, manga, anime style, it, um, PFP that just isn't out there yet. And so when I saw that, and I liked this artwork, the other thing that I noticed that was really interesting is the floor pieces on Ranga are slightly less appealing than the mid-tier pieces. So on most projects, because there's only eight characters, you look at the floor and that's pretty representative of what you're going to see throughout the entire project. I noticed that you need to dig a little deeper and spend about an hour or two looking through the collection to get a feel for what you like before there was like kind of mass education on it. And so when I looked at all these components, I was like, okay, like, this is a bet I'm willing to take a risk on. And that was my two cents on it. Well, that's a, That sounds like it's a two cents
0: that, you know, played out pretty good for you. And so I'm really happy for everybody. <laughs> I, I, you know what? Like, I, I just, uh, I just love to hear like i just seeing a project in this space right now like in this market just like you know pump like a lot of people are saying i say oh it giga pumped when it was around 1.3 and people are saying well, do you call that really giga pump? i'm like you know what like in this market like right now absolutely yeah anything above 1e I consider that very good i think we also got used it made me think a bit this morning before the show i'm like what were our expectations before it's like oh immediately like if it's not 10e it's not a pump but like we weren't even taking thirty, forty thousand dollars off the table on NFTs that were not worth thirty to forty grand. Like it's crazy when I look back. I'm not. I don't want to go into this. So it's going to ruin my Friday and my weekend. And so, <laughs> I already ruined last six months of my life. And so, no. But on <laughs> serious, though, like it's just like you know. You think about it and I see that, and think. I think it's awesome. Now we'll see how long it can run for. You know how you know weekends work. You know Friday, the good old Friday and Saturday. But hey, like Dirty Robot. There's a lot of, it's really cool art. The art is insane. I'm like super hooked on the art. I can't stop looking at them. I was talking to you, Josh. I mean, like all the samurai archetypes
3: and the robots are cool. You got to um, get a samurai. You, you are a samurai. Well, when that's I was like, going to get my image. fucking
0: samurai, that was literally my twin, literally with the long hair. It was 125. Now he's three. You understand? And That was 24 hours ago. Like I was looking at him like, damn, that's literally me as a Renga. But uh, unlike but it's okay. me as
3: a poor man, you're a rich man. So you can afford <laughs> – I couldn't afford sure. that three, but you're a rich man. You could afford it. You're you talking
0: about it. the Faroque like six months ago, bro. You're not talking about the one in mid-September like down bad as fuck. This is not the same person. But this one is better than the last one I would like to say. And so so that's a good thing. And <laughs> but, So, you know, but it's crazy because in this market, you, you're more scared, right? You're like, okay, oh, it's a bear. How much can something run? And then it was the day of the merge. I was considering it. I was like, well, you know, like, I don't know what, what the fuck is going to happen. So it's all these things put into account. It's crazy. Erica, I want to definitely hear from you here.
1: Good morning. Um, yeah. gee, um, sorry, I've been away for a bit, too. I want to say I missed you all because I've been taking care of two people in a family that have been sick. But, um, yeah, I I was curious what people's takes, you know, Loxley and Josh and so on with the... Um, the, the black box. Cause I bought into art of seasons, I guess like September, 2021. And then there was that whole kind of thing that happened. <laughs> I don't know to go into that whole thing, but there was a little bit of a snafu. And so then they kind of um, dropped us black boxes for it. And so I don't know, I'm just curious how long you're thinking, um, I should hold it.
7: I mean, before Josh hops in with an expert opinion, um, I'm going to say like, if you, if you look at historical patterns, um, you know look at look at the artifact collection right if you look at what came out of the monoliths uh they're they're collectively less than what the monolith holds and i don't know if there's any expiration on claim on the black box josh will have to speak to that but like y- you have uh you have a lottery premium baked into the black box and um, 100% so, you know i mean it's 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 always going to be oh, i mean not always right but it, it should be no no it is floor. it's accurate.
0: Right, it should hold over floor. of the Ranga, yeah. Both, you're exactly right. You're on the money. It's it's been the 2x black box been going exactly 100 percent trading 100 percent above the floor. And every time it wasn't like the other day, I was like, "Wow, why is the black like the other day?" The floor was 0. 0.6. And I was looking at black box around 0. 0.9. My like, that makes no sense. My dumbass who's been doing this for a year and a half now every day, who can literally see the trend, decide not to do it, even though I have the liquidity. And then you next thing you see the black box to three. Like it's actually pretty crazy. You're That's absolutely gross, right. Gross. I don't know if Josh wants to chime in here though.
3: Yeah. So for me, I think that when you're looking at this and you're seeing that there had been other things that were going on, where could this run? I don't really speculate a lot on the floor price because I think the floor price is going to be a factor more of macroeconomic conditions, right? So if the Fed pumps the interest rates up a full 1% or 100 basis points, we're going to see a retraction across the market and it might be a terrible investment. That being said, I think that what I'm looking at that I like about this project is there is something novel in the game mechanics of the box reveal, which is a little bit similar to kind of the serum with the mutants, but there's more of a lottery effect. And the reason that lottery effect hits at what Farouk said of 100% or more of the floor price is because of the high level of variance throughout the project. This isn't a project that's mainly trading at the floor. So when you're looking at this, you should be making your own internal judgment call of do you like this, what is the reason why you're buying it, and is it something that you want to hold? And then you have to cross-reference that with like, okay, Zuki's at like 7, this is at like a 1.5, which one do you like more, why do you like this versus that? Or maybe you cross-reference it with uh, a Moonbird. But I think that you're always trying to look at how you think about this project relating to the other projects in the ecosystem. And then you want to, the final piece that I always look at is who's involved with the project and why are they involved? So some people are more traders. And if you get a lot of traders in a project, it's going to react one way. If you get a little bit more kind of like smart money, long-term investors, it's going to react a little different way. So you always have to make your own judgment call. It's really high right now.
0: I have, I have no clue. Yep. It's on a big pump right now. You definitely, this is where you be careful.
1: And the art hey, is gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. The artist, the is sick. This is where you be careful. You, You, you make sure that you know. You're, this is where I usually have to really hold myself back. You know, in the movies, like when yeah. the friend goes behind the other friend's, like, yo, hold me back, hold me back, bro, hold me back before he somewhat wants to get into this fake fight. It's not gonna, yo, hold me back, bro. And I keep trying down. to, egg, I
7: keep trying to egg you on when you're wanting to be held back too. Rocks <laughs> is
0: teasing me, bro. If anything, like Mando has been literally like a rock in my life. Uh, you know, usually you'd say that about your girlfriend, your wife, but uh, you know, it's <laughs> Mando has been pretty good at telling me, listen sit down you're not doing shit just buy matic and sit down (laughs) (laughs) and then i
7: texted you i texted you and said dude it's just money do you really need it like (laughs) you you really need the money it's
0: funny yeah definitely be careful not following into into things but hey uh josh thank you for giving us your your two sets on this i think it was really interesting um there's also i saw the whole 10k tf they made this bag and they posted it. We see that there's some, we knew maybe correlations there. So that, I think that's why like the writing was on the wall. Like I think where people need to be careful here is like, not every project that has nice art based on what Josh said will necessarily take off either. Like his thesis is right and it's strong and it makes sense, but that's not just the only reason anymore why some like 2021 there is like your cute art, amazing art, pump it to 10 ETH.
3: Now it's a right. lot.
0: I think the WinU correlation. Did you see look into that, Josh? It was pretty interesting. Yeah,
3: well. so so it's powered by we Um, We don't know exactly what that partnership is. But if nothing else, you know that they're tied into one of the best operational projects in the space right now that consistently hits week in and week out. And so for me, like I'm actually more risk adverse than how does it go asymmetrically up, meaning it, what resources does the team have to make sure that they're not going to fail? Because there's so many projects that have like controversy or people call it FUD that I'm looking at competency as like one of my core attributes when I look to invest. Because if you just don't have a controversy and you can operate the the metadata correctly and operate the art correctly, you're legit ahead of 9 out of 10 projects. And then as long as you're not greedy... And don't do something like very silly. Then you actually end up being ahead of like 98 out of 100 projects. And those are the things that I look for. I just look at what red flags can I find. And I'll spend hours and hours and hours looking for what the fudge or the red flags would be. If I find those, I'm probably passing. I didn't see a lot of them. I did like that 10KTF uh, posted, it looked like a tiger head and it maybe was a vest. It, and then if you looked very closely at the details on it, it said one out of 10,000 if you look at the 10KTF Twitter. So to me, I don't have any specific knowledge, but that would imply it, that they may also be able to be minted it with the 10KTF collection. That was probably more pertinent when they were at like a 0.3 floor because the lowest entry point is the world of women galaxy, which is trending around the same price point. Now that they're a lot higher, I don't know that narrative holds as much beyond just that they have a competency. They have some level of a partner relationship with a very high quality project and go from there.
0: Well, there you go. I think that's some really good points. And, uh, and I think that's a good roundup about NFT market in general. And, uh, what we've been saying, no blue, I saw you come up here. I know. Hey, if you played. Yes, sir.
4: GM guys. Um, GM. Josh, just real quick, who else is involved? I mean, we know Dirty Robot, Dirty Robot, Dirty Robot <laughs> is uh, is uh, involved. He did the art. Who else is involved? Do we know who's in that project in terms of uh, who's running it?
3: I believe that Dirty Robot and Tails are running the project. Uh, you can look on their website. They have like eight members on the team, but I believe those are the two people at the top of the project. Tails, uh, for someone that's not familiar, I believe uh, that individual has like a coding background, and I believe they were one of the early adopters of 10KTF, and so they were very present in that kind of Discord and they were present in investing in that project. And I think that might be how they built some of their reputation. Uh, most people that I know that have spoken to the two of them have very positive things to say. It, now, that being said, like I don't have any explicit knowledge on it, that beyond you know what I've just told you.
4: Got it. Yeah, I think it's uh, – uh, at least for me, it's always uh, on my mind right now when looking around. I'm sure for everybody else, you're always wondering, all right, who's, who's running it here? Who's, who's, who's behind the wheel?
0: Hell yeah. No, it, it's uh, – it's, yeah, it's always interesting, right? Obviously, it's talk today because also the market is not that great on the NFT side to even talk about anything else. Uh, Mando, uh, we still have no you know, temp check from, from, from Ovi or Avi. Uh, should I say, I don't even know if he's alive. I'm going to ask him, Ovi, are you alive? Uh, on, on, on WhatsApp and see what's up with him. I don't know if you heard from him. <laughs> I'm just going
6: to grill him all show long. Um, yo, yo. Anyway, so we
0: were-
6: Pardon? What's going on? I just want to comment on 10KTF. Uh, the full set's like, yeah, I'm seeing a premium on blanks. I've been following it for a while. It um, seems like like the materials and the blanks carry a premium. Once people craft into certain projects, I think that the price goes down overall. seems like people are accumulating blanks for maybe like a new release. Um, but they, they've done some pretty cool things. And, uh, you know, shouts to y'all. The, uh, the Rug Radio event in NYC was very hot. I've been working, of course, on some collector onboarding. And I just want to mention about NFTs. The merge had a lot of people kind of waiting on the sidelines because I wouldn't discount the environmental impact of the mining. So I've been rolling with these, uh these old like OG national geographic dudes. I brought some of them to the New York event at rug radio, which we loved. Um, but a lot of those guys were very concerned about making NFTs or buying NFTs because the mining had environmental impacts. And you know, a lot of these Nat Geo folks are very like nature oriented. Right. So I think now that the merge has happened and it's like, pretty major that the merge happened and there wasn't a lot of blips or problems. Hats off to the uh, ETH Foundation engineering team. So I think now like um, a lot of people can finally get in and feel comfortable there. And I did of course plug uh, Rug Radio's amazing event in my latest article. So holla at me if you want me to pin that. Uh, Love what y'all are doing.
0: Hell yeah. Thank you so much. This is dope. Uh, I'll definitely have a look at that. Um, So Mando... As we uh as we wait for, for Ryder to come on. And, oh there's Ryan's down there. But quickly, I mean you did put in the title, this open rarity announced to rank projects. Tell us more about this. What is that?
5: No, it just seems to be a collaboration, um, I think between OpenSeed Proof and i think one other rarity website that they're going to try and make like an open source agreement on rarity if you look across many of the different rarity sites they don't fully agree on the rarity for different pieces um and i think the idea is to create some level of consistency that people can agree that this is the um the the way that we would rank rarity um Nothing really more than that. I thought it was interesting. I actually don't know if I completely agree that you need to have consistency and rarity. It feels like it feels a little bit too much to be like, we all have to agree on what we think is the most rare here because there are different ways for people to look at um, to look at rarity. So, um, but, you know, I think as this space grows and particularly as you also look at things like lending um, and DeFi comes into it, they they do really care about um, statistical rarity uh, far more than, than before, so... This this is just something a small thing that I thought we we should maybe uh mention.
0: That's pretty cool. Where do I see that?
5: I'll post it up at the top.
0: Yeah, why not? Always curious to see more tools. What's cool is like we're seeing a lot more also like tools around the space being built in this in this market, which is obviously something that's awesome to awesome to see. Um, and uh, let me just send Ryan an invite real quick, uh, which is awesome to see. So let me let me uh let me definitely check it out. And see what's good with that blue. Good morning. How are you feeling today?
2: GM, GM, GM. GM. Beautiful day to lose another what five percent off ETH price?
0: <laughs> Stop it! Stop it! What's NFL up with that? are on what's sale. What's up with that, Mando? You put in the titles. You remember, people were even commenting about it all night. Why ETH drops twenty five percent in four days, Mando? Why? Tell us what the hell is going on. Why are you doing this to us?
5: I think part of it was just massively long ETH positioning going into the merge. As we've already said, it was, it like crushed against Bitcoin, it crushed against it pretty much every other alt for the last two months, so buying it just before the merge was kind of, you should have bought it two months ago, um, and we even had that chat for um, that uh, our alts were going to outperform, um, and Bitcoin was probably going to outperform versus ETH, but I think the other thing is that macro has just had a disastrous three days. Like um, firstly, you had inflation coming in above expectations on Tuesday, and then you got slightly weaker economic, um, economic data in terms of what it looks like in terms of growth. So everything's absolutely crushed uh, from a... Interest rates going higher and growth looking like it's looking like it's going lower. So um, Nasdaq, S and P, and Dow all, all having one of the worst weeks they've had in a long, long time. Um, and that just that just left ETH very exposed. So uh, the merge, like we said, matters on in the long in the long run, but in the short run, macro mattered way more, and, and it's just absolutely hosed uh, ETH this week.
0: Josh, I see your hands raised.
3: Yeah, I just wanted to mention one other project I think is worth noting. It's called Digi You and it's got a weird name, but the project is fairly expensive right now. It's a small project in the sense that it's only a 2,000-piece collection for their Genesis. But what's interesting about it, whether or not you buy or not is up to you, but you should be watching their founder, a guy named Gabe. Oh, yeah,
0: we've talked about it plenty on here.
3: Okay, got it. We've talked about Gabe. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <DJ
0: Yeah. Daigakus. laughs> he's funny, but, man. He, he's become quite the personality on NFT Twitter, bro. He,
3: he is going to run over these other companies because he's got this right style of aggressive and kind of a little bit of abrasive that people love or hate. And that polarity is going to just fucking draw people in. And the thing is with him, he actually has the money and he actually... That son of
0: a bitch. I mean, he's done it before, you know? We, we, we've we talked about him before, like, how he's done some apps for the Department of Justice and like de- or Defense. And, like, he's been in the game forever. So, yeah, we've we've talked about how down ba- – thank you for reminding me on top of Rega how down bad I am on those because those are the ones I sold on the way up to 1-Eth before they went to 13-Eth. So, thank you, Josh. Yeah, I, I really think that, incredible.
2: like – I'm, like, I'm kidding. <laughs> Go ahead, Blue. <laughs> and, and actually, nice uh, nice bringing that up now because, I mean, yesterday these were getting weaved for five ETH, and today they're wow. 12 and a half ETH floor. Wait, they're back so, to 12 and a half? Yeah, I mean, it yeah. just takes a few They were kills. just six ETH.
3: There was they're a really big announcement yesterday. yesterday that happened only for the holders, and that was that Gabe went into the game theory the of how your spirit mm-hmm. pairs up with your original, and then wow. they're going to be releasing games. like He's saying they're going to be releasing new games new nfts like almost every two to three weeks the so, game who-
0: meta is crazy bro we yes, have a show about next week we're yes, trying to cheers, get Herman Ruler on the show if someone has direct contact I have dm'd him i'm gonna keep dming him but like the, it, yeah i know danny see tweets about that all the time too but like the whole gamefly meta is gonna be fucking huge like the way it's going right now but these massively funded gaming studios that have knowledge i want to just get into the nft space because not all of gaming doesn't get the nft space like there's Obviously, a huge chunk of it gets it as well. So it's like, you know, it's going to be interesting to watch. Blue, what's up?
2: I was just saying, you know, props to S-tier Omics. I mean, it's really impressive to see. Um, (laughs) You you love it if you bought in early. But I do feel like 2021 was the year of, like, a dope artist and a cool dev teaming up and launching a startup. Kind of like what Renga is, like, harkens back to those days. We can think about cool cats like that. And then 2022 is really the year of, like, professional startup builders coming in. The artist doesn't really matter. The dev doesn't really matter. They can just hire the top best in class from the top art school, top, you know, computer science program to take care of those details. It's really about the founder as a executive, as, like, a business executive. You saw that with Gaku's with... Um, Uh, Pudgy Penguins with Luca Nets taking over with Moonbirds and I feel like we're going to continue to see that trend and it's going to get really competitive on teams that are just like an artist and a dev that don't really know how to like push out like they have the culture and they have the community and they have the people but it's going to be tough competing with 200 million in capital Yeah, you know the best minds in the world
3: the other piece and, of it that people don't realize is there's about 100 daily active users of NFTs. So 100 active people using wallets, 100,000. Okay. And you contrast that with like the Travis Scott concert, which had uh, was played on Fortnite, which had 42 million people. Insane. And, you know, it, 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 if you can start to bring in the masses, we don't have the masses. We're early and that's good and bad. But like if we had a million daily active users on ETH, You'd have a 10x on everything. It's crazy to think about the potential. Yeah, I I agree agree with you. Go ahead. I agree
4: with all that too. I because you know you have these projects. He makes a good point in terms of like 21, 22 with artists being sort of the first deal, and then uh, startup founders in 2022. And I think also you're going to see some of these projects bought out that are struggling a little bit because the IP is already created and you can also see some of these projects possibly merge right and then when whoever does it whether it's starbucks or you know sporting events and ticketing or concerts or however the next million are onboarded, you you're gonna find you know uh projects projects are gonna have an opportunity to bring them in somehow and the opinions on some of these projects may change because we don't know the demographic or who the people will be for the next million
0: i i agree with all that and actually i strongly agree with blue as well i think
4: by the way Blue. i think what you meant is not that the,
0: it's, the art is not going to matter is that the art is not the focal point nor enough necessarily to carry a project and it's going to be unless it's like a strictly art oriented project which that's completely different that we're talking right about I'm talking about companies right now as NFTs, and so it's going to be whereas the art is good but there's going to be a whole bunch of like operators uh, behind it. I feel it myself as a founder of space. I was writing about this yesterday. I think it's on Josh's thread. I think so, actually. I was saying like, we've even had to like level up and be like, yo, like now we're competing, not competing, but like we're working against people who want fucking. It's like, it's like, it's like the sharks are here to play. Like, people want to come and build in this space and they're going to come and bite at everything and build no matter what you're building before that. And so everybody's got to just step up and level up and work now. Like, this is not just, oh, the NFT space, like, we're trading cartoon JPEGs. It's like the NFT space, Web3, we're building literally the foundation on top of the internet on the blockchain. Like, it's, it's, like this, it's different now. The mindset when I wake up in the morning, go to work, or have my team meetings in the back end, I mean, Mando knows he's on, on, on them, on a few of them. It's just like, we go in, and it's like, Everybody steps it up, levels up, and we're fucking getting the shit done. Because it's no longer just this or just that or just the show or just this. It's like there's much more. And and I'm feeling it right now in the the projects that from 2020 are redoing the best round. The projects are like literally at it like that. Like there's a reason why those pudgy penguins pumped and a bunch of others. Like you're seeing people come in and just like just build a business out of it so it's, it's actually pretty interesting i'm uh it's gonna see, be uh, interesting to see where the where the space goes moving forward with that i'm seeing a lot of maturity and a lot of and it's and but also like it's still just as fun like just it's really 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 fun like or else we wouldn't be doing this every day i don't think so i
2: don't think And, that and, crazy, like, and yeah. like what i'm looking for right now is the first nft project that makes consistent quarterly revenue outside of the nft space like outside of issuing another nft to their holders or their fan base or whatever like can you make money outside of like a one-off figurine or a one-off like merch drop can exactly you I mean, you're you're
0: looking at it bro you're holding it baby i'm telling you let's fucking go Check back in, in six months baby or even three months
3: <laughs> you already that's, know
0: baby go ahead josh no i mean that's sorry. gonna
3: be really the f- future is it, what the collective space looks like from the outside world Is in 2021 people were like i don't even know if nfts have any validity or any use case and so you had almost like this very large art kind of theme going for nfts because it's very easy for your average person to wrap your head around why a piece of art might have value this year you have high-end operators that are coming in everyone's like yuga has this huge head start and they have 400 million like there are literally hundreds of companies with hundreds of millions of dollars that are coming into this space day in and day out, because this is going to be a multi trillion dollar industry. I firmly believe that the NFT ecosystem will be larger than all of the crypto ecosystem because your average person understands games, art, and uh, like ownership much more than they understand the history of like fiat currency. It's easier to wrap your head around. And the counterintuitive thing is if I buy a book, I can sell it, lend it, give it away to somebody. I own that book from a bookstore. If I buy that same book on Audible, I don't have any of those ownership rights. And so there's only been about a 30-year gap in the internet. It, where we didn't have ownership. And I think in the future, people will look back and be like, why did only the companies own the property where you would pay for these things? And I don't think that it's going to be a speculative market into the future. It's just going to be an ownership market that's a multi-trillion dollar industry. Just and, sh- stop, stop talking about books, please. Dude, I'm
8: so
0: state. hyped up right now. This is like, honestly, guys, I'm having a lot of fun right now with you all. This is a really good conversation and I'm really enjoying it. And I'm seeing the mindset. We host these conversations every five days away. The Mind of Ovi, like, we see the change in how the space shifts. We've been doing it for months now. And it's just like really like this is where I think I want to be like the most, right? And this is a really great conversation. And man, people should really sit in and listen and just like and, and see what's up happening in the space for real. Cause this is exactly what's happening. Anyways, I'm on a hard transition here, but it really ties into to what we're, we're, we're talking about here. Speaking of founders, speaking of companies that are born within the space and that are building a lot of really useful tools, we have Ryan who is a founder and CEO of On Cyber. Ryan, what's up man? GM.
8: GM, GM, bonjour everyone. Really nice to see you to, to like be here and to speak with you for Always enjoy our chat. So
0: Bro, can't wait for you, this one, <laughs> no, no, dude. And so Ryan, Ryan's a good friend, but also like someone who you know I followed for last. I guess you're not. I mean, I remember right the clubhouse days, man. Though, in the song, dude, yeah, I don't know what it is. But the
2: clubhouse, <laughs> yeah.
0: little. But that's how it is, man. Though, like literally, bro, it was essential to this to this space at some point. At some point, though. Anyways, I met Ryan in those ape rooms, I think. And then next thing you know, my man's building a you know a multi billion dollar company called On Cyber, and they're doing dope shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and and really at the forefront of this Metaverse building in, in Web3 and in the NFT space I mean you've worked with almost every single uh, manager project in the space you know you've done the pods for Artifact you've seen got the one with that Fellas. I got it I love it by the way and uh, you guys are obviously behind uh, you guys are powering OM the open Metaverse of Punk 6529 and everything they're doing as well and so uh, a lot of really cool things definitely in the forefront of it so Ryan uh, you know
8: I'd love you know, if you want to give an intro of yourself yeah. on
0: Cyber uh, for for the people listening to us,
8: yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a it's a pretty long story, but it all started on on Clubhouse. In the end, like you're talking about those early Clubhouse days. So so initially, you see Mando, you see it did. <laughs> so in, initially, the way it started was I I kind of have a, a background in the world of art. My my dad's my dad manages an art foundation in Casablanca, in Morocco. Uh, and and when I saw NFTs rise up, I thought directly like, hey, I've, I've been having these conversations with my dad about the art world being too centralized and too like in the hands of a few powerful people. And then NFTs come in and and directly you have a direct contact, contact between collectors and and artists and a bunch of people that were in the equation don't necessarily have as much power in the equation anymore. And the moment I saw that, my mind completely blew. Um, And it was in, I guess, like end of 2020 directly, I thought, hey, I, I need to build something. I started looking around and it was pretty obvious. Like I thought that if NFTs are to have the impact they need to have, then people need to have a story showcasing these NFTs. And started looking around and I see a bunch of 2D tools, like the, the way people would share their profiles or their, or their NFTs would be on OpenSea, Foundation, et cetera. And that's, you don't really have a lot of choice to curate and not a lot of dimensions to play with with, with curation. And then you had all these, Top to bottom metaverses that were selling land for a bunch of money. Uh, so if you wanted to have a, an experience with your NFTs, you had to buy land, find an architect, build on top of the land. It would take a lot of time and and cost a lot of money. And with the new people coming into this space, I, they, there was no way that everyone would go on. Pardon me, like to to drop names, but the, that everyone would go on crypto voxels to buy land. And Finally, in eighty percent of the cases, like showcase NFTs. So I thought, hey, like I can go and build a very very early product. <laughs> that does art curation really well with, with digital content. And so in about two months, it was me and, and one other dev called Abla, who I don't know if he's in the audience, but we decided to go and like dive in completely, build a very early version that we we in, indeed like went and advertised on Clubhouse. We built a very early version, went on Clubhouse, and like, we started pitching like, hey, we have this tool where you can, can connect your MetaMask. We promise it's not, we're not going to steal your NFTs, but please try it. It's not great, but like we need your feedback and we, could, we, we, we want to try this out. Um, and from there, we truly built a, like a bottom-up type of Metaverse company, where initially, we found a very important use case for the NFT people to just showcase their art. And from there, we started growing and growing the, 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 the product so that it has all the use cases that someone in the community would want. Um, and the idea was to build this like a tech product, you know, like to build it with in a very iterative manner, start really small, have a really direct link with the community with, with actual utility. And from there, just like completely ask like, hey, what is it that you want next? Like, do you want voice chat? Let's go, let's do voice chat. Do you want multiplayer? Let's go and do that. And uh, little by little, we, we build this product. Um, and instead of, like, I see a lot of metaverse companies in this space that just like, have it all figured out about like what the metaverse is and what it should be like and it should look like a bit like snow crash and have the visuals of ready player one um but at the end of the day I- i'll be the most honest that like I- starting up i had no clue what the metaverse would be i had really no idea and i think being comfortable in that unknown like led us to just let the community tell us what to build um and from my bedroom in morocco like with zero experience like uh, building a consumer product, no capital no general connections, I managed to like build this th- th- this company and start hiring the coolest people ever and 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 meet with like the best community I could ever hope for um and and just like wow. kept on going so I, I it's uh it's truly like a child of the web three space like from from the yeah. ground up like you can i guess like if if clubhouse lets us one day like access like very early rooms like you'll see that it's just dude like i wish i people. wish
0: we had those recordings <laughs> from the very early early rooms like this is where like a lot of the companies you've seen to their people were built like it's so wild um that is really cool yeah, so yeah. you got the idea there you're you're there in morocco and and in in your in your bedroom and you decide to build on cyber <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's
8: mean, so actually wow. like, yeah, like i i I went in during COVID into my bedroom and I think I I, I would get out just once a week and like work nonstop sometimes like I was I mean I was so addicted with this like the moment I realized the aha moment of what NFTs could do and then what role this company could play in in that landscape like I thought hey like I I, I had a hard time sleeping I would wake up in the middle of the night and go go code a little bit and it was (laughs) very very interesting moment in my life Um, but then like heads down building non-stop, like creating the right values, creating the right team, the right culture. And of course, all of that, like being uh, transpiring from the culture of, of Web3, like where it's always super lighthearted, everyone's super nice. Like we have a GM channel on our Discord that dates back to very early 2021, like tw- like mid 2021 and non-stop saying GM all the time. Um, so like it's... Um, it's been incredible, like just seeing this space arise at the same time as we have, and like seeing you guys, you as well, Farouk, and the artifact guys, and everything. Whereas, like, we we entered at a time where it was pre, like, like a pre tsunami, like it was moving fast and everything. Pre
0: tsunami, like, I like that, like, literally,
8: <laughs> the Borde Bia Club tsunami, yeah, yeah, truly. Uh, and, and then, like, we were just all like all started doing our own things, and it's just beautiful to see so many different people we saw early on just like go their own route and thanks to like this the waves and the motivation like get somewhere pretty cool
0: <laughs> no yeah this this is this is really incredible and it's true wow and so how many how many people is is on cyber now like how many people are you guys uh, the, the team
8: itself is about 30 people now wow we, we, now we like we Amazing. work with a lot of freelancers as well and like third-party <laughs> contractors <laughs> um but, but but again like there's something about like building a company in a remote world where like we are used to like not seeing each other every day we're all super productive uh the cult, like having had to like figure this out from a remote perspective made us build the greatest culture ever so that everyone's super motivated everyone's super stoked to be building
1: for the community
8: we do town halls with the the, the community we are all in the discord speaking to all the all our like, quote unquote users, but like really community members all the time. Um, and so like I think the direct loop of information between us and our community for two years almost, um, and the the fact that it's just like the coolest type of space to be building for has made it that with the, the, team, the team of 30, we accomplished the work of like so many more uh, people. Like it's, uh, wow. I don't know. I think at some point, I'll be able to reflect and think, like, hey, like how? Sorry, sorry for the term, but how the fuck did we build this with such few yeah. developers? And-
0: no, don't apologize. <laughs> you know,
8: yeah. I, I, we know I'm really inspired right now, and, and
0: it's really fun. I was thinking about it last night, Ryan. I was thinking because I wanted to write about it. I was like building, uh, in a very, very competitive, tough, fast-paced uh, space. But on top of that, we're building remote companies. Like I always no. say, I wish I could go in I see Patrick and Golden. Oh, hey, JC. Or hey, you know, Amy's there, and everyone's working from the same roof, and we'd be working way like, on a, in a different motion. But, like, now yeah. I have to build a company with people that are literally up, up everywhere. We have people in the UK. We have people on this side of the world. But in this side of the world, we have different time zones. And, and you're building remotes and different lives and lifestyles and everything. And It's, like, it's really, really crazy. Like, now you're hearing... I'm I'm loving this, what you're going, the tangent you went on, because we're hearing a real builder and founder, right? I you know the whole meme founder or whatever in the space, but, like, you're hearing it right now uh, from Ryan. This is really cool. So what's your, like... How do you approach that? I wanted to, let's go, let's talk about it. I wasn't expecting it right now, but let's go there. Like, how do you approach like building remote in the space that moves very fast? Obviously you're in one of the most competitive pockets of space, which is the metaverse, whatever the metaverse is. And, and maybe right. Everyone's going there. You saw the other side, blah, blah, blah. You have, you have sandbox, you know, tailing and doing a bunch of cool stuff and activations. But like, anyways, like, how do you go about, like, building in such a competitive space and trying to grow when it's all remote?
8: Yeah, I think this this touches upon a few, few things. I think number one is, like, a very clear mission and, and a very clear understanding of who you're building for. I think that if you know exactly who you're building for and you're not too general and you know what kind of use case you can bring onto the table, then, I mean, you can always find a way to not... I mean, we, we say, like, those... Co- companies like we we say are competitors in the metaverse space, but the metaverse space is going to be so big that everyone's going to be doing something different and all these platforms as long as they build with some interoperable standards will all be major players in the space. Now number two, like how can we be so competitive is I think number one thing of course always is the team and, and who's working on the product. I'm not alone like I i am far from being alone I'd be, I'd be nowhere if I, it was still just me and one other guy like we started uh, but Thanks to like a lot of um, drive to go find the right people and a lot of uh, like attention to the details of who you're hiring and why you're hiring them. Uh, we managed to just build a team of, of believers, of dreamers, of people who actually care about what they're building, of people who actually care who they're building it for. Um, and, and then at, at the end of the day, just like everyone on the team is going to make sure to like give 120%. Like I don't even, I've never had a conversation where I was like, hey, like, you're not doing enough if anything with the people we work with like I, I have conversations where i'm like hey like maybe you're going a bit too far like working till 1am on a sunday night It's probably not the way you're going to be like always that productive but like it's uh, i think it's a matter of finding the right crew like i always kind of compare our adventure like in in um in on cyber to like naruto type of of thing where like he's kind of alone and finds his crew and everyone's super motivated to do stuff and everyone's super specialized and so like there's no i mean it's like being a leader without really managing people it's really like just giving
0: yeah giving just tra- being like, on top of things without the
8: dream yeah
6: sorry yeah i got a quick uh, on cyber testimonial first one to say um, shouts to you love to see african builders out there ahlan Salamu alaikum and uh, on Cyber, I, I minted some through the World of Women. They had their capacitors come out and uh, got a bunch of those. And the alpha I just wanted to share on on Cyber is go in there and get your at. So when you claim your land, um, <laughs> you can get the at and then whatever. So I got at Hydrate. And y'all go get your brand name. Go get your uh, your Twitter name. Make sure you secure that. Um, get a couple on Cyberlands. And the, the detail is really intricate. I walked around, and you know, I've walked around in, in Decentraland, CryptoVoxels, a lot of the old school um, programs. And I really like what you've done there. It's, it really gives it that um, actual metaverse feel. You feel like you're in a building. So, um, Shukran, lek, love what you're doing and uh, keep it <laughs> going.
0: I love it. we are going to make a heavy. <laughs> this is fun. This this is all awesome. no, it's it's really great. Right. I think it's a thank you for chiming in here. It's it's really awesome to hear that. And, and you know, obviously you're doing great things this place. So I wanna kinda get into it, like right. Like obviously like yeah. I see that I reckon oh my god dude, you're like a you're gonna be one of our best shows. That I can feel it already. I'm feeling I love the energy right now. <laughs> uh, but um Ryan, like so you've so here we are, like you've built on cyber and whatnot. And so um so and it's true, like the experience on cyber is also much smoother. Than all of the other yeah. ones. I kind of want to touch on that. I think Hydrate makes a really good point. When you go on Cyber, I was on it last night. Was, I'm still trying to get that Pepe gallery going. By the way, I love that you added <laughs> XCP now. I don't even need to to put any seed or whatever. Just like put in my XCP address, and it can have all my Pepe's I, uh, loaded out there, which is really dope. Uh, uh-huh. But um, so, how do you go about that? Like, how did you guys like, you know, this whole experience? Like, you know, I don't know. I kind of want to talk about like the quality of, of of on Cyber and how you approach that.
8: Yeah, so a few things there. I think like I've I've always been a builder and very passionate about UX and making sure that everything I build has the right user experience and the right user paths and stuff. So like it's something I've always been very very close to. And I think the one reason why we've managed to like master like I don't mean I, I don't mean to say master. We have thousands of things to do better, but that we've managed to make that a priority is that again like this this whole product was started as nothing in the Web three space. Like it was it wasn't like a repurposed type of product that we built for something and then decided, Hey, NFTs are hot and we're going to do it there. No, no. Like it was completely started from the ground up in a very, very simple manner. So when we managed to communicate and like connect with our community, there was so many things to say that we were, all we had to do was listen. Like we had a very interesting ignition of a product when we launched and we put it out there and we connected with so many people. And my, one of the things I did the most and I still do the most is just speak to users all the time and speak to the, our community to see like what kind of things of, of features they'd be interested in and really going in the depth of like how they would want that feature to be implemented. Um, and so the fact that it was so simple at first allowed them to give us the next features but also allowed me to ask the right questions to ask exactly how those next features they would want built. So for example, like one very small example, when when we decided to do multiplayer we could have gone two routes either we go with like a default avatar um, that that like everyone has and like that that can move around or we go with like little coins that you can put your profile picture in and walk around and at first sight like you could think that 3d avatars are much cooler because you can dance and walk etc etc but one thing that i noticed while doing, doing like user interviews was that people really felt like a sense of identity with their round profile pictures okay like this round profile picture i have i have it on discord on whatsapp on telegram and on twitter and wherever i i my digital self exists and so to preserve that like sense of of like this is who you this is your person in world we thought hey like the best thing we could do is have these little coins that has your profile picture on it and when you walk around it's the same self as your twitter self and your discord self and whatnot um and so like, the first test directly, like, I mean, we did it really quick because it didn't take as much time to do that than to do a 3D avatar implementation, for example. And the first test directly, like, we thought, hey, like, we started doing team meetings in-world. In and then we started, like, bringing on a, a bit more people, etc. cetera. And directly, everyone thought, hey, like, yeah, I really feel the like the, the the sensation that I'm in the world. Whereas, like, with the 3D avatar, it might feel imperson- impersonal. So that's, like, just one, one type of example where we are able to, like, craft features from the ground up, have our, our, our community, like, directly influence those, those those product decisions and just, like, do them as well as possible for a very specific set of users.
0: This is really, really cool. And, by the way, <laughs> I, I don't want to spoil anything, but did you already make that announcement you wanted to make or are you making it today? Or are you making it another time? Remember what we spoke about on the phone? Uh,
8: I, man, honestly, like, I speak so much. <laughs> and I have... <laughs> <laughs> there are so many things that we're working on. That, like, maybe it's alpha, maybe it's not alpha, but like, hey, you can, you can say it, whatever.
0: <laughs> I, I, I know. Remember, you guys were supposed to make a whole announcement about the character or whatever.
8: In the oh, onsite. okay, okay. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like, not the, the character itself, I'm, I won't announce, but we have a way that people will be able to jump in with 3D avatars and still we preserve the coin somehow. Um, and so, like, people will be, like, we did a town hall two days ago where we played music and had people speaking, et cetera. Um, it just makes it much cooler when there's music to be able to dance and have like the coolest dance moves and just feel even uh, like you can do more more stuff with with yourself within world. So this is coming up and yeah, a bunch of things are coming up as well. I, I get to see uh,
0: Ovi's dance moves, Mando, in the metaverse, in an on-cyber gallery. <laughs> you know, when he puts the glass over his head, that that would be quite glorious. What do you think? Yeah, if
5: we, if we can get that in the next few months, that would be amazing. That would I mean... be all the utility we want, right?
0: <laughs> I mean, there's I mean, more
8: and more software that, like, takes, you, you put a video and they analyze, like, the, the video so that they could draw out animations from that video and then you can import it. So, I'm sure, like, if you ask your friend to take a, bit, like, to, to take a video of him dancing um, and then you just import it into a VRM, I'm sure it's definitely You can do a lot. To...
0: You can even put a nice rug radio rug on the floor of your beautiful on cyber gallery and it makes it cozier. <laughs> it puts the room together. It makes it warmer. I saw Dido's done it. I've seen a lot of other people done it as well, and uh, we even it was even covered in Forbes when talking about Steve Aoki's gallery because it was on a beautiful floor a dick butt rug. But you know, there's so much stuff you can put. Dido, let me go to you here. What's mm-hmm.
9: up? Hey, how's it going, fam? GM. It's good to see you, Ryan. GM, GM. Um, yeah, so I I absolutely love my dead fellas hideout. It, it's gorgeous, and I'm a huge fan of the project. Um, so, I, you know, I'm I'm trying to design. Uh, the metaverse strategy for, for our large regulated company. And, and, you know, I'm trying my best to get them to enter the space in an authentic way, right? And to me, that means exploring and building, uh, in places like on, on cyber in open metaverses. And so, you know, obviously a large regulated company prioritizes security and regulation. And so my question is, I'm curious if you all have an ETA on when you'll complete the necessary audits in order to receive those security certifications like the ISO 27001 and and things like full GDPR compliance.
8: I found the Fed. Oh, my gosh. I I need to run away, guys. Uh, My my mic is shutting off. I'm sorry. I have to go. In case of Uh... (laughs)
0: investigation by any federal entity.
9: No, that, this is an honest question. Like, I'm I'm pitching next week. I'm wondering if you, you know, you know I, y'all y'all are on route in order to get those certifications.
8: I, I know I, I, it's all jokes. Um, we, I mean, like again, I think one thing that we do is we always prioritize like what people want. So sh- shoot me a message. Tell me what you what you would need, and I can make the large regulated entity pretty comfortable with it.
9: There you awesome. go. Awesome. It's on board, you
8: know, before
0: before I go to Erica, real quick. In case of an investigation by any federal entity or similar,
1: I do not have any involvement with this group or with the people in it. I do not know how I'm here, probably added by a third party. I do not support any members by any actions of this group. Lastly, there you go. I go. Oh my I'm god, just, I'm, I'm so
8: sorry, guys. My mic is cutting. I have to. I really have
2: to,
0: to <laughs> it's a beautiful day in the Cabin Highlands.
1: Um, <laughs> um, Erica, oh, that was good. Um no, I just wanted to say too, I think these galleries are gorgeous and so much fun to play with. Um I'm part way through building on, on cyber on cyber like combination space pod, loop pod gallery. Um shameless plug um highlighting art from around the world, focusing on women and people of color and so on. Um and yes, it has two rug radio rugs that and I have to say I think we're missing rugs and furniture folks who are um making stuff and all right but, our next uh, drop is gonna be a couch i got you <laughs> cool and, and uh, sculptures 3d sculptures we need them but yeah i think um and i started playing with the infinite museum it's super beautiful um and i think a great way to display art um but yeah so i have two questions are there with the infinite museum specifically the, like are there any builders specifically skinning um <coughs> building out adding to the outside of that structure that you know of ryan and then also i'm curious how soon you think we'd be able to or you know maybe arrange or whatever be able to invite people in their 3d avatars to our galleries
8: yeah so two things first off shout out to jason and outland art i know he's in the audience um they did an incredible work job with like the infinite museum and i mean i the, the whole work is like true like architecture innovation and that directly in the metaverse and so early on so really really proud to have been able to get them to do really, really cool stuff on top of OnCyber. Um, now, the, the the one thing that I I'll, I'll say about, about about us and the work we do is like what what we do is build the most extensive possible tools for everyone to be able to add their own salt of creativity onto a platform. Like one big concept I've had ever since the start is to like my mission has been to maximize the composability of creativity. So I, essentially, like when, when you get into an OnCyber space, you have so many creative minds that went and contributed to a single experience you have the like art developers and our team that put everything we could so that like we could have a base of of tools to for people to to like go and leverage we have the architect that created the base space we have every single creative that created the artworks that we would put we would put in there and the music and the videos and the youtube videos and whatnot and the 3 d furniture et cetera um and and soon enough like we'll have the avatar creators and we'll have the um the 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 extension creators and whatnot so and the third party developers and whatnot so the idea is really for us to keep on keep our mission really really like focused on how can we add another pool of content how can we add another um like stream of of creatives to be able to go and contribute and i think that for example the example of creating an extension to the outside of outland art that's just up to the community if someone decides to go and build it and even sell it, Like, there's nothing we'll do to prevent it. Actually, I 100% encourage everyone to go and put their creative power into the platform and, and contribute to the coolest, coolest possible uh, composability creations. Um, so that, that should be possible. And then the avatar is, I, I don't want to... Uh, so one thing we, we've always done is like we try not to promise anything. We've never really told people, "Hey, this is coming." "Hey, that is coming." Sometimes I do. I'm just very open. So like when people ask me, I'll say yes. Yeah. So, like 3D avatars are coming and very very soon, and and other things that are coming as well. I, I say them, um, but like we try to underpromise, deliver uh, We've been doing that ever since the start. Um, so not never really giving dates, but 3D avatars are definitely like one of the next big things we're announcing. Yeah.
1: Pardon my ignorance. I just wanted to clarify, Ryan. Like, I already kind of yep. rigged my, my Clonex, for example. So I'm just ignorant. Like, Can I already go in there? <laughs> or how do I do Not it? Not yet.
2: <laughs>
8: no, no. Okay. So, so what, <laughs> Not so yet. The Not yet. So the, the, how, how the rollout will work is first, uh, again, like I, the, the, the the way I say I build on Cyber, we actually build on Cyber in a very iterative way. Uh, first, we'll build like, the very early version of 3D Avatars where it's going to be one default 3D avatar, which is one of the coolest, like, memes of this space and, and like, a very interesting, like, thing that we got to, to be the default avatar in cyber. So everyone, pretty much everyone that, that loves NFTs loves this character. Um, and from there, like, we'll have one default avatar for all and then get feedback as much as we can on the avatar itself, then expand that to other avatars, and why not maybe even an avatar marketplace one day? But, like, it's just step by step. We see, we build, we ship, we see, we iterate but, it's just like I, I have. I know kind of where it could go right now, but maybe in three weeks, like, we'll be completely proven wrong by our community and we'll change route, kind of. So yeah, I, yeah, just really open.
0: Of, this is kind of the way of the new company in Web three, right? It's like you have a vision, you have your team, you are building, you are doing what you have to do. But sometimes you just got to adapt and change way quicker than, like, even us. Like, whenever I see something's not working out, like, you gotta change. It doesn't matter. Like, it's just you, you're gonna have this. Just the space really moves much faster than like. Than than any other regular company, and so it's uh it's 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 really it's really fun. It's it's tough, but it's fun, right, Ryan? It's a lot of fun. I want to yeah, yeah, get well,
8: back on the on on. Yeah. Pardon me. Yeah, well, definitely quicker than, than large regulated entities for sure. <laughs>
9: That's
0: for, for sure. A, before you get
8: to <laughs> subjects, I
9: just wanted to know when when is the Super Yeti Gallery going to be developed? It's really important to me. Yeah,
0: come on, Ryan. Oh my gosh, uh, so the, I, my I, I, my I, proof of stake, Super Yetis, I, must I say?
8: this is this is me and John this is our favorite uh, like subject of discussion every time I see him or try to get a hold of him this is the good old clubhouse f- days we always speak about the yeti, yeti gallery.
1: <laughs> he built, so. <laughs> right, yeah, you love Again, the like,
8: the super yeti gallery. I do. The super yeti galleries,
0: galleries. The, the house of
9: nightmare should have gone viral. We... I know. And, and, I, I, I mean, can't I believe haven't... it's not even shared on
0: the front page on OnCyber. I'm not gonna lie. Whoever that founder is, like, kind of like, you know, discriminated. Listen, listen
8: I, I think I, I got a hookup. I can I can do something about it. Okay, you cool, perfect. Hey, you're already but... here first.
0: The super yeti gallery. The, the house of nightmare. That that John <laughs> put back on OnCyber. But, but most um,
8: most importantly, one thing is that about this this gallery itself is that people don't realize the people who were not there in the clubhouse days don't realize that at some point. People were seriously selling apes to buy Yetis because it was the next big thing.
0: <laughs> it was the next board ape when apes were just point four. Remember those? It ones? was, it
8: was, it was. Take me sorry back. Sorry about that. My bad.
0: That's all John's <laughs> fault. But I, that was literally blame John type of scenario. I wanna, yeah. I wanna touch. You know, we have about you know, ten minutes left here. I kind of wanna talk on. You know, you talk You know, and I, I've seen you chat about um, interoperable, interoperable. Sorry, uh, metaverses and interoper. Can someone say the words for me? Man, interoperability. 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 There you go. One, two, three. Interoperability. interoperability. <laughs> okay. So, so talk about interoperability <laughs> and metaverses. Like, what, what do you right, is on cyber? You know, going headed that way. How are you guys thinking about it? What do you see about that?
8: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, Cyber has as a mission to be as interoperable as possible, and it's uh, it, it, it's it's a whole set of like standards that we have to follow as an industry. Like, we, for example, the same way everyone at some point agreed that the format of videos on the internet would would mostly be MP4, and mostly like you find MP4 videos on the internet on Twitter and Facebook and whatnot. We have to agree as a, I mean, and there already are. Like, the whole point is to adopt those standards and make sure that like, for example, this standard for furniture or 3D objects, et cetera, is GLB. And in that case, uh, GLBs was, will already work in on Cyber and CryptoVoxels and uh, Spatial and whatnot, like everyone's following these standards. So the idea is just to like keep on following tech standards that everyone has um, kind of accepted and, and, and has been using as, as a default. Um, and, and like, again, I think most of the space I've seen until now, at least in the Web3 space, most of us are using these standards are using, like, tech that is infra whatever. Um, and and it's, it's just a matter of, like, making sure that we, we always stay on top of that. And, and then, like, in terms of two metaverse uh, worlds, like, speaking to each other, um, we're not entirely there yet, but I, I see, like, where, like, there's a tech called WebGL um, and, 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 like, a tech on top of that that, to me, is the open metaverse. For me, it's three JS, It's a technology on top of JavaScript. That allows you to build web graphics uh, f- for me like all the things built on top of 3js are pretty much interoperable it's just up to us to h- hook them up um and so like I-, I would say like my vision of the open metaverse is a bunch of different immersive worlds, like on cyber and others be built on top of 3 and, and and webgl and just like hook each other up with portals etc so we we've done portals already like between spaces pretty easily if we are able to like read kind of what the other metaverse code is is kind of and, and and hook them up like you could definitely walk in an on cyber portal like usual but to another world
0: that sounds really sick uh and how so what what's your what's your interoperability there you go I I, I pinned at the top the way I see it in my brain in processes
3: but let's be interesting Josh let's go to you Yeah, I was curious. I I know that you guys did a really nice job with the world of women on cyber thing with Yom's artwork. Do you see having like thousands of interoperable metaverses as the vision of on cyber? Or do you see them being somewhat housed under a larger ecosystem into the future where there's some sort of a parent company that would, you know, do some work to make sure that there's certainly like certain quality assurances and things of that nature? Uh, it's, uh,
8: this is a really interesting question because it's like kind of the the debate of like App Store versus Android Store and like how to make sure that on, on, on an App Store you always have apps that are kind of acceptable, et cetera. This is something we've been thinking about for a while. Um, a- until now, like we've been just like powering immersive worlds to be built on top of OnCyber and in the very same way, the tech behind uh, Museum District, which is huge with a bunch of buildings everywhere, et cetera, and... The smallest the galleries we have is exactly the same it's just up to the creative to build what they want to create so if you would want like to do something like museum district slash slash om and build your own metaverse network where you have a bunch of different worlds that connect with each other that's something that's possible on on cyber if you want to do a very simple gallery that's also up to you um and and i think that long term like right now where we've always been just like partnering with the projects we know uh we want to partner with and have been accepting a few like projects on the site to, to mint the next step for us there is to allow everyone to, to mint spaces as long as they pass a certain like uh, criteria slash like quality assurance um, and, and then just make sure that every space deployed on-site on is at least works so that's, the next step That's is, really cool yeah.
3: um you should be talking with MoMA where I know they're putting like 70 million into hell yeah different curations yeah. and everything I, I just feel like you would be like almost a perfect dance partner to custom curate like a MoMA museum. And what could be really amazing is if you had the capacity to replicate the physical museum so that you could have the physical art on the wall and someone could tour whatever is there for that week or that showing, but then also having the digital content on there as well. It could be like an amazing curation and then also kind of put you into a fine art category.
8: I'm sure that's doable, Absolutely. right, Diane? Like, yeah, like, I mean, like, and maybe, maybe we're already artists. speaking to institutions like this. Maybe, maybe not. But generally, bottom line is I, I do think like there's... There's uh, there. a <laughs> I, I do think like the, the thing we did with Artifact and Gagoshen and Murakami back in May kind of shows what, what things are possible within on cyber and within, like, uh, an immersive world. We have other partnerships in the next two months that will, like, unleash the p- potentials of, of commerce in and, and the immersive worlds and, and, and different stuff with, like, very, very big mainstream brands. So, I mean, like, what we do is usually we partner with some, um, like, institutions, brands, uh, companies, and whatnot to kind of show what's possible. And then we open up the tools so that everyone's able to come in and use, use those things so like in the art world we after the Murakami show like we had a bunch of inbound, of inbound from different traditional art galleries that want to do stuff like a few are, are in the process a few are like we're still speaking to um, same thing like we're doing commerce next month and a really cool partnership um, and then after I, I suspect like a lot of big luxury brands will want to do stuff in immersive worlds because we kind of show what 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 is actually useful and what has has value to the community not just like, hey, you have to have a land on the central land, but that's sure, like but it doesn't really make sense. How can you really create an experience that enhances your presence online now we're talking? you know like how can we make sure that your brand image is transmitted the right way in a digital space rather than like, oh, what website with the white background and 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 black fonts like okay, now we can go and like kind of have a discussion and and enhance the the experience there, so I think we're gonna go and keep on partnering with different people to show what's possible and then just to, like be as open as possible so that everyone can come. And the same way they can create a WordPress website, they can create an non-cyberspace.
0: Super interesting. Wow, this is some really, really cool uh, and great information. I think what the advantage you have also, like playing with, you know, the MoMA idea is actually really fun. We had a, I think, 45-minute conversation the other day with an expert also that's in the field, uh, in the fine arts field, uh, tried arts as well, and it was about the MoMA and them entering the space and how museums, you know, what museums and whatnot. By the way, you know how Ryan was on here yesterday, Mando? You should see his exhibition in Charlotte, that museum. (laughs) Fuck. Gorgeous, actually. It's a triptych. It's gorgeous. But anyways, back to the MoMA, like, Ryan, the cool thing about you guys, I think you have first movers advantage in the way that, like, you're actually a Web3 native and that to enter the space is always better to work with Web3 natives in my eyes. Like, when I see a big brand enter the space, I'll, like, Immediately, not that I mean something, but it's me personally, I'm saying my opinion. I'll have more respect for them and I'll tend to lean towards them more if they work with local, like the actual people and locals. Support your local farmers, but you know what I mean? Like, like the, the, <laughs> fuck, that's exactly how it sounds.
8: Truly, though, truly. Oh my truly, God, that's that is is.
0: exactly how it sounds. So the, the companies will support our local farmers, you know what I mean? Like on cyber, for metaverse, you know, Rock Radio with media. All these lo- local brands, like all these web three companies, that were born from these good old days on Clubhouse. Now I'm am only half kidding. Like I'm <laughs> not really kidding. Like this yeah. is like I think this is really interesting where you guys are are at. Kenobi, let me go to you quick. I know we, we have got time for one last question, and so
4: they want to let
0: Ryan go. Um, as uh, we we hit the time.
4: Yeah. Thanks. Um. So first, what I heard Ryan was that the Musée du Louvre is going to be uh, in on cyber. So that's cool. Excited for that. Alpha. <laughs>
8: um, yeah, but yeah. My brother- actually, we actually also bought the Mona Lisa and are fractionalizing it for everyone. Please follow uh, the link in my Twitter bio. <laughs> <laughs> the one that gives you my board apes, right? Well, yeah, exactly.
4: so so my question for you, Ryan, um I'm actually a professional urban designer uh, and landscape architect. And so one of my questions is, um, I know often these world build outs are focused on the building, the actual object in the field. But is there um, the possibility to actually craft and build exterior interstitial spaces between the buildings?
8: Oh well, yeah, f- for sure. I mean, if if anything that like if, if one thing that uh, that six five two nine and OM and the museum district kind of showed is that it is really interesting to have urban type of design in in a, in, in the in in an immersive world, and like one big example is that the the the, the day we launched. With six five two nine om, and and the museum district, like within thirty minutes, ninety five percent of people were on top of the tallest roof, the tallest building, and, yeah. and uh, it actually gave gave like birth to a whole movement of people saying "rag me" instead of "wag me" and "rm" like "roof morning" instead of "good morning." And it's just this is so good. There was a
0: party on the that. roof for the merge, also. That the effort I saw yeah. as well. They 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 are actually that is in great use of 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 your tools. And, yeah, and t-
8: yeah. I, mean, I, I love them. I say that often, and, but like love them a lot. I have a special story with them because my my actual father is a full-time MFR like, and is very active on Twitter. Hey, so, uh, <laughs> that's so cool. Sartoshi. <laughs> no, no, no. Not what's his,
2: what's, <laughs> wait, your
8: dad is Sartoshi?
2: No, nah,
8: no. Nah. <laughs> He's he's really good at holding secrets. So maybe who knows? But for sure, he has another persona that is an M F. Oh, no wonder you guys is is have- very active.
2: active. I, I mean, see.
8: like really funny story. One day, I was on the roof with like a bunch of M and then my dad—no one knows—is my dad. Like shows up, and then you have a bunch of M that go close to him and take pictures with him and start saying, "Oh, this guy—he's my boy. He's my boy." And I'm there, like no. Dude, watching. Dude, it. Would you talk to do your dad? Which which M is your dad? Ah. <sighs>
3: No. You don't have I, to, I need you, to ask, I need to ask. I need to ask, I need to ask. Yeah, yeah he's, he's having such a don't good time.
8: It. He's having such a good time like being uh, anonymous. Like it's uh, he's <laughs> not like a not the most famous one, but in that community, in the MFRS community, he's pretty famous and he's known for having
2: No every community has
8: its people. own like
0: so, like its own like bigger like you know, like golden now when I go to the that, like, you that's golden crypto like, holy
1: shit!
8: It's golden crypto. But yeah. it's it's <laughs> yeah. I love yeah, that. I mean, stuff. he has. It's funny because he ended up with a wallet with a bunch of XMFMFers and a bunch of MFers Simpsons and whatever, like every derivative of that first. And like, Mfers. another really funny story about that is that he came to me one day and he's like, hey, like, I found this really good project. It's like the, the ape MFers or whatever, like a really weird derivative of MFers. And then I started thinking and I look at him and I'm like, hey, Dad, like, come on. Like, have you seen one derivative project like, hold its value over time? The guy starts taking and gives me the biggest D-Gen re- response ever. He looks at me, he's like, yeah, CryptoPunks V2. <laughs> and it's just like seeing a 65-year-old man having so much fun in this space is another reason why I wake up every morning and, and like, give everything I can to like, this community, really. <laughs> this is a this is really great story. I love that.
0: So, so your dad's a D-Gen. One last question is when Rug Radio on Cyber Pod when are we doing something, Ryan?
8: Let's fucking go. I mean, I, mean, I connected you <laughs> with the right people. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna press them to like do stuff much faster. We're waiting for your descriptions. You had the most amazing ideas for them. And one thing I'll say about Farouk here is like I I speak to like potential partners all the time and they all see like kind of what's possible with the current stack and the current tools, but like your ideas about doing rug radio stuff and on cyber is like some of the coolest ideas I've I've, I've heard about like how original one implementation and one use of on saber could get so yeah very very excited about this thank you bro wait it's until you some... see
0: the, the ideas that mando added on top of it he wants us to host on Ooh. top of fucking flying dragons into the we're gonna like into the abyss bro oh, yeah. like he wants to see oh, some yeah. insane like one thing i get
5: really frustrates me is that like when people get so boring about uh, you don't want to like drive a Renault Clio
0: in Sandbox? <laughs>
5: Dude, replicate. like, <laughs> was like, I really want to was talking to me about, oh, I really want to create, like, an office in, in the mess. First. I was like...
0: Dude, it's so so not to just an office. office. In We're going to build the dopest... <laughs> Rugby With to cubicles, We're gonna build tons a of cubicles everywhere.
5: Honestly, he was talking to me about like, oh, we'll host uh, different That's shows not in, different, in different cubicle-style rooms. Don't I was like, it dude, this sounds, sounds so
0: dull. Listen, the founder himself <laughs> just said we that I have some of the
3: most creative at, of, ideas like out of all the partners speak to. No, man, though, I'm top of
0: you, son of a bitch. I'm Don't say anything. I'm right
3: now. Jem, hello.
8: What? Uh, what I'm, not, I'm not, I'm really not trying to break you guys up. For Luke, you said that Mando was more useful than a girlfriend and a wife, like to being no, by I your side. So like... Please don't, <laughs> oh my god, oh, oh, that's don't that's So, um, don't, hey, don't, don't tell vanessa so I said that I say he
0: was my rock, okay, <laughs> right next to me. Don't, I'm kidding. Uh, but it's, uh, anyways, 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 Ryan. It was, it was really a pleasure to have you here. That, that was a really, really fun uh, interview. Uh, and, and honestly, this show today was such good vibe. Like, everyone on stage, uh, thank you so much. Big usual thank you to my co-host. We're still going to thank Ovi. So he did go to Birmingham, by the way. We've got to sign a live for him. He's, in, he's, he's visiting the Peaky Blinders. Love the show so much. He wanted to forget the show and, and go to the Peaky Blinders and, and make, create some art there, I guess, or something. Uh, but anyway, so big shout out to that. Thank you, John Josh. Thank you for your insight. Blue erica dido kenobi and golden and neil and hydrate but golden as usual who's gonna write a thread about the space today and it'll be uploaded by end of day as usual across all platforms spotify apple and whatnot fun fact fun fact the other day i saw sean witherspoon in the audience and you as you saw i think then bobby tweeted, "Welcome sean witherspoon to twitter but not but that guy's a fucking legend like i was like messaging mando and 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 ovi in the back oh my god this is so sick this guy's an icon Anyways, I messaged him. I go, yo, thank you for listening, for tuning in. And he says, I've been listening on Spotify. It was fun to catch it live. And I could not believe it. It was such a cool thing. Yesterday, I was telling the team on the phone, like, how someone like that found about us on Spotify and came to listen live. And and I think this is cool. Like, it was really encouraging to just keep, you know, creating this live content and this content in general, especially someone that caliber. Anyways, I'm rambling now. I love y'all. Happy Friday, everyone. Ryan, I appreciate you. I'll chat with you guys, your architects and whatnot. But anyways, check out Ryan on Cyber (laughs) and follow him and make sure you get your own Cyber gallery set up because it's a lot of fun. Ryan, any last words?
8: Yeah, thanks so much. I I want to say none of what I said was financial advice. We want to stay, <laughs> like we, we we no no big regulated entity has been like bothered during this. Ask this his dad for
0: financial advice. As well,
8: as well, as well. And,
0: and, oh my god, this is this is so funny. So ask your father <laughs> for financial advice if you want it. Uh, anyways, we'll be back at three p.m. Eastern Standard Time in three hours for Rugby Town Hall. We got a bunch of updates for y'all on news and some fun stuff. Team grew, hell yeah. And then next week, we have some incredible guests. We have Tyler Hobbs next week. Let's go. This is so hype. I cannot wait to get Tyler Hobbs on. I mean, come on, Creative of the Fidenza. We have Yatsu as well coming on and some other fun guests. Yatsu is
5: massive. Right? Dude, Yatsu? CEO of Animoca. CEO um, of
0: Animoca. Like, come on. Out. Let's talk about interoperability and all that stuff. Like, Animoca. Like, dude, like, all that stuff. And Tyler Hobbs and awesome guests. So, with that, I'll see you on Monday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, for another episode of GMNFT's On Rock Radio. Let's go. And it's a beautiful day. Yeah. And have a
6: beautiful day. Uh-huh, uh-huh. GM, Yeah.
1: Yes, yes. On this day. Yep. Good morning and With the Rocco Got the Alpha on and, and it's all on the road radio. Radio. <laughs> <Beautiful day. laughs> We have a rug Radio button on that website. Rug Listen. Rug Radio. Hey. Uh. Hey. Yup. No, I'm not gonna start spitting. See you guys later. Peace out. Love y'all. Have a great weekend. Touch grass.